Welcome to the Money Matters Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Torres. This episode is brought to you by Crowdsourced Books. Crowdsourced Books provides you with all the resources you need to become a successful author. You can find out more by visiting crowdsourcedbooks.com. All right, now let's jump into the episode. Hey, I want to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips, where I bring on uh, business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives to give their best top tips for success. Today, I'm very pleased to have Calvin Harris Jr. on the line. Um, Calvin Harris Jr. is a hired gun. He is a chief financial uh, officer for hire and a CTA. Hey, Calvin, uh, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Adam. Great to be on here. Hey, I'm I'm really excited to talk to you because we get a lot, as I, as I mentioned before, we have, uh, you know, business owners, entrepreneurs, executives is, is the target right. audience. And, you know, uh, based on the notes I see here, you've saved companies over $350 million. That's a huge number. Just to crack yeah. a million for a business in revenue in a year. I mean, we know that's no small task. Um, right. First of all, let's just start with some of your background. Sure, sure. And, um yeah, that, that's, a, that's a big number. It always strikes me even being a CPA how big it's gotten. But um, uh, I've got over 25 years of experience um, as, a, as a CPA, as a certified public accountant, and, and you know, more importantly, as a CFO or chief financial officer. So uh, in, in my role, I'm that, I'm that top financial person that uh, can you know, help make sure that everything's working right. So when it comes to entrepreneurs, particularly in a you know, startup or early stage, uh, what I've done so often is, is gone in and helped resolve a problem, whether it's, you know, negotiating something you need in terms of the financing, helping you to think strategically in terms of, you know, basic cash flow issues, helping to turn around programs that aren't working. So it, it really runs the gambit. So it's a, you know, pretty exciting time, pretty exciting work that I do. All right. That's great. So let, let's talk mistakes. I mean, what are some, obviously, to, to save people that, you know, 350 million, that's a large number. What are, obviously, you've seen some successful businesses. You've seen some go out of business. Um, yeah. what, are, what, what are some mistakes that you see that are, you know, it's just the writing on the wall? Yeah, you know, one of the things that you see all the time, particularly if we're talking about, a, you know, entrepreneurs, is, is cash. It, it's so surprising because it's, it's it's so easy to lose track of, but I've seen more organizations go under from just not having enough cash than anything else. Uh, and it's not just having it, you know, in the bank, but making sure you know where you're going to be spending it, what you're going to be spending on, do you have the ability to bring it on. And, and I got to tell you, the, the 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 company that can't tell you, you know, some degree of certainty in the future where their cash is going to be, they, they might be troubled. Now, I, I know any entrepreneur hearing this say, well, you know, I'll, I'll figure it out. I'm, I'm going to bootstrap it up. And, hey, sometimes that'll work. But we also know that, that there's a percentage. I've heard all sorts of numbers, 90%, 70%, but it seems consistently being the majority that, you know, the entrepreneurial, the, the business will fail. So often than not, if you can manage that cash, you, 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 make sure, you can make sure you're part of that, that group that's going to succeed. That's one of the first things I always say, watch your cash. All right, so how, how do you recommend someone do that? Let's say you're, you know, let's say that you're, um, for the audience that are just out there, and maybe they're at a corporate job right now listening to this podcast, they're thinking about going independent or becoming an entrepreneur and kind of taking that leap of faith. I mean, what, what would be your first advice to them? 
Well, my first piece of advice would be go ahead and do it. You know, <laughs> take that leap of faith. <laughs> um, so, so I would say my second piece of advice, though, would be that, you know, when you go out, um, make sure you've really got things planned out well for you. Now, there's always a really tight balance between planning and risk. Sometimes if you plan too long, you'll miss a big opportunity. You just need to go for it. And then sometimes if you're just a little too too aggressive and you didn't plan, you 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 may fail there. So it's always a lot of give and take there. But if I'm an entrepreneur and I'm just starting out, what I would try to do is try to plan out as far as I can to make sure that I've got my risk at least to a manageable level. You're an entrepreneur. You're a risk taker. So, you know, that's, that's a given. So, but the more you can manage that risk, the the more comfortable you're going to be. Great. Uh, so, all right. So that that's great advice, great tips for you know some of the entrepreneurs just starting out. Let's kind of shift gears a little bit. And I mean, with the amount of experience you have, let's get just slightly more technical. Let's say that you've been. Let's talk about you know exiting a business. Let's say that you know you've been in a business, family business for ten, twenty years, whatever, thirty years. Let's call it. And you just you just woke up and realized, hey, my kids want no part of this business. Um, what's my succession plan? Let's kind of just start with what's your conversation look like there. And I know everyone's going to be different, but let's just kind of yeah. dip our toe in the water there. Yeah. So now, in this case, I'm the I'm the CFO that, that's giving advice to the uh, to the to the owner, right? Correct. So so what I what I would say is, you know, first you're going to have to accept <laughs> that you that your kids don't want to take on the business. And that's a tough thing. I've seen it happen all the time. It's a tough one to get over. So now what you need to think about, though, if you're at that point, is what is important to you? Do you want the company name to live on? Um, some people, that's a big thing. That's a, that's a, sometimes that's the most important thing. Well, in that case, you're going to need to find someone that's going to be willing to either take over your business or acquire your business and yet keep the name. Yeah, sometimes that's tough. <laughs> if someone's buying, <laughs> if someone's buying your company, they may want to have some decision on that themselves. Uh, but now, if the most important thing you were looking for was to create a legacy um, for your, you know, for your retirement and for your and for your children, well, you could still sell that out. And oh, I shouldn't say it that way. You could still sell the company. <laughs> you could still you could still sell the company, and then from what you receive from that, make sure that you've taken care of your family. So a lot of a lot of the direction I would suggest would really be on what's most important to them. Uh, what what I see more often than not, to be honest, uh, when I've had that conversation, is the owner decides to stay. <laughs> they, they, if the if the children don't want to take it on, they're going to stay. Well, that unfortunately doesn't solve the problem in the long in the long run because you know we're all getting we're all getting older eventually. So at some point, you've really got to think about how to either either sell your business. Or identify someone if it's not going to be your children, who you can bring on and continue the the company build up over time. Yeah, that's one of the hardest things I see working with clients yeah. is um, is when they you know they've invest that's their that's their third or fourth kid depending on how many kids they have. It's an extension <laughs> of the family. They spend many times you know um, more more time with the business than with their their family, as depending on what yeah. life, what what part of the you know life they're at. Um, and it depends on the success level of the business. So to to kind of find themselves in that tail end of what to do is is something else. And I mean, working with clients, um, especially if you're entrepreneurial, the majority of the time it's going to be like, when, when are you going to retire? When are you going to wind down? Never, right. never, right? I mean, I <laughs> right. mean, I'm going to go until I drop. 
<laughs> yeah, that's um, and and that and for some people that is the case, and I, you know, good or bad, I'm not here to judge. But that being said, having that plan is is important and it's key. Um, all right, well, all right, that's great. So tell me, let's talk a little bit more about you know your services and kind of what you do for businesses as sure. as a CFO. Mm-hmm. Sure. On on my end as a, as a CFO, as an on call CFO. I go into organizations typically in a, in a state of change, state of flux, you know, startup, turnaround, wind down. If, if things are going fine, then I'm probably not sure, probably not the right guy for you. I mean, I, I, I love something like that, but more often than not, where, where I get really excited is when you're just starting out and you need someone to help, help you through that problem, help you figure out your cash flow, help you finalize your business plan, help identify funding for you. I love doing that. Or if you're, you're moving along pretty well, but you need to, but things aren't going as well as they need to, and you need to turn things around, hey, maybe even even already have a CFO there, and you need someone that can help coach that person up or take care of a special project. I've done that. And then, hey, you know, we talked about it just a moment ago, but sometimes uh, the exit plan is a, is a complete shutdown. And uh, I, I do, I've, I've certainly done that as well. You know, which includes having those conversations with creditors, <laughs> some of your some of your lenders, some of your investors, but making sure that you as the owner are still protected. Yeah, I, I really focus on those those really unusual times. But those are but the good news is, you know, with a person like me, I'm usually coming in at those times that are the most stressful to you as the business owner. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of that whole hybrid model too. I've seen quite a yeah. few companies do that successfully. So let's say you're a small company that's just getting a little bit bigger, but maybe you can't yeah. afford to hire, a, you know, $250,000, $300,000 a year CFO with, you know, 20 years or whatever of experience, depending on what market you're in. Well, what you do is you have a, you hire, you know, a, let's say a less tenured CFO, and then you hire an outsourced CFO who has, you know, your type yeah. of experience. And the combination yeah. of those two, in my experience at least, are typically um, – Less costly, but still can have some of the same effects. And I've seen some good, some good ideas and good things um, transpire from having those that layer, if you will, or those two layers of um, of uh, efficiency on on the CFO side of it. So no, I, I'm a huge yeah. fan of the hybrid model. Also, um, yeah, no, that's great. So um, kind of thinking about this next um, kind of this next phase in business. And what I mean by phase is, you know, the market's been, we're not talking specifically about the market, but we know the market's going up, right? So there's a lot of people going, uh, you know, jumping into business. And something that you kind of, you said was, it's very important to have a plan. Now, I've noticed, especially a lot of the Let's say the tech entrepreneur side and the, um, so I'm in, you know, Southern California. So we have Silicon sure. Beach here and there's a lot of, uh, a lot of entrepreneurs that are doing it, you know, based off of the, um, based off of what I like to just say, and maybe it's written somewhere, but I just call it the Facebook model, right? So get eyeballs <laughs> and then figure out how to monetize it later. I guess that they're yeah. the ones who kind of change business in that, on that life. Yeah, that's true. Um, I yeah. know there's going to be some tech people listening to this. I mean, what what what's your thought on something like that? Because I've I've I personally have had trouble in helping some of that element plan. I mean, when you're yeah. planning for eyeballs and you don't know revenue and you ha- you only have an idea and you don't really know where the money's going to come. You can say ads, great, yeah. everybody says ads, right? Yeah. But um, but you don't really <laughs> yeah. know. I mean, right. it's kind of throwing you a little curveball. How do you teach yeah. somebody like that? Well, you know, I, 
it, it, it's, it's right. It, it's a tough coaching situation, but I, I have to admit that the tech model can work. So, uh, yeah, I, I oh, it does work. Say that. I mean, it absolutely, yeah, absolutely does work. I'm not yeah. saying it doesn't. So, <laughs> yeah, because, you know, admittedly, you'll, you'll sometimes see people who will say that, oh, you've got to have a business plan to make or you've got to have that. I'm definitely not going that far. You know, if you can have one, you really should because planning is so important. But when you're in that situation of figuring out on the fly, what ends up being important is you're going to need to have someone that has enough financial knowledge, enough financial information in their head, enough, enough financial acumen to where, you know, he or she can listen to you as the owner, kind of talk about what your vision is and create numbers from that. <laughs> you know, create numbers, frankly, that when someone on the outside looks at, they'll actually believe. Um, but you can, you can make it work because, you know, the reality is on the tech side, sometimes you need to, you need to build it first and then, you know, break it and then adjust it and then just keep adjusting on the fly because that's the only way you're going to really perfect your product. Well, that doesn't usually work well <laughs> with planning. So what, what you're going to need to have is, is, a, is the right people around you who can shift on the fly with you. Just because you're in that model of, of just going out there and, and full steam ahead doesn't mean that you can't escape the realities of money at some point. So what you're going to need to have is someone who can, who can be right there by your side and adjust as you adjust. It won't be the ideal sort of planning scenario, but if you've got the right person there, it's more like planning on the fly. Yeah, no, de- definitely agree with that. It's just such a, it's just, it, it seems to me that it, business has gone kind of like there's two um, polar opposites now. It's basically, hey, you do no planning or you plan right. so much that you do nothing. And that's kind yeah. of a, and that's kind and of where And I either one can kill you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's either one can kill you. Right. Either one will kill you if you're too far yeah. on either side. I completely agree. That's right. <laughs> well, hey, Calvin, I really appreciate you coming on the show, sharing your knowledge. Um, where can people find you if they want to get in touch with you, talk to you about your CFO services? Sure. Well, you know, the, the easiest way is just reach out to me directly. Um, you can email me at calvin at calvinharriscfo.com. Uh, uh, I, I usually joke on, on my, my Twitter handle is the same, uh, Calvin Harris CFO. I, I say I'm, I'm not that one. You know, if people hear my name and they think I'm someone else, but I, I'm the CFO. So um, so just reach out to me directly. I'd love to talk to you, you know, just to answer a few questions. All right, Calvin. Well, hey, well, thanks for coming on the show. Um, have a wonderful day. Thank you. Thanks, Adam. Appreciate it.